asking people how they're doing and start asking people how they're feeling. So I gotta make sure I'm watching the news. I will never waste pain that's offered to me. Nothing is ever wasted. This is a place of development, and I'm not gonna die here. Yo, welcome to the Young Vagabond Podcast, man, where we navigate the journey of life together through truth and love. I'm your co-host, Bryson. I'm your co-host, DJ. Yes, sir. And it's season two, episode two, baby. And we got something special. We got something real special, y'all. Sure. <laughs> I'm so excited. But hey, before we get started, I want to take this moment to remind everybody real quickly if you haven't already please subscribe if you're watching on youtube or follow if you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts. make sure to go to the links in our description and also follow all the pages we got a tiktok now we got instagram we got all that that's how you stay updated that's how you hear about things first Uh, we got a lot of really cool things coming up and so we want y'all to be a part of it and be the first to hear about it. So we want y'all to follow every single thing for us. Also, we want to take this moment to thank our man behind the screen, yeah. Travis, our boy Tyon. Yes, we appreciate you, brother, as always. And we also want to thank everyone who is listening right now for the first episode uh, for getting back for season two. We had over 100 cumulative views. Yes, sir. That's a lot. That's a lot of views, y'all. Appreciate you. And going from taking a whole three-month break and hitting back with it and still getting all those views, we're just so thankful for each and every person who watches, who shares. And so we just want to take this moment to thank all of you guys uh, for everything that y'all do. And want to remind y'all, as always, if y'all are encouraged by anything that we say, please let us know. Send us a DM Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Leave a comment down below. And share it with other people, because if it's touching you, then it may be able to touch somebody else. Uh, and then finally, we want to go ahead and shout out our man, Matthew Waddy, who got the cuts for us today. I got on the uh, visor, so y'all can't see my cut. But trust me, it's fire, Bryson. Model it for him. My, model the cut. Model the cut. That's The cut is nice. We are really appreciative of him. We're going to leave his information down in the description as well in this episode so that y'all can go out and support him. Yes, he cut us for a pretty good price. Mm-hmm. It was a really good cut. It was a great conversation as well. And so I want to go ahead and get right into it. Hey, Bryson. Hold up. For a pretty good price, he got us looking nice. You feel me? Ooh. You know See, what I'm like, this is why he's a marketing major. <laughs> he's a marketing major. Well, Bryson, please introduce what we got going on for this episode. Look, man. So this thing going to have you on the edge of your seats. And I mean that because you can think about the edge and you call it the verge. We got the verge. <laughs> <laughs> the walking blessing. We got Virgie Jackson with us. You know what I'm yes. saying? Here live in the flesh, baby. How we feeling? I feel great and I feel honored. <laughs> and then Verge oh bar. Yes. Sir. That was tough. That was tough. <laughs> but honestly, I'm honestly honored to be here today. That y'all selected me to be the first guest. I remember um last last semester, I would say. No, 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 the semester before last. Um, DJ was like, I should start a podcast. Yeah. And Bryce was like, we should start a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, y'all should start a podcast. <laughs> and now we're on season two, like he said, um, prior to me talking, 100 views on the first episode. I see that as 200 eyes, 200 ears, and 100 mm. souls listening to you guys talk. Mm. So that's big. That's very big. Dang. Pre- appreciate that, bro. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thank you, man. Well, we appreciate uh, you. For those who do not know, 
Verge. Uh, I like how Tim Ross says it. I'm going to, what does he say? Like, introduce to some, um, present to others, present yeah, to others yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Um, this is our man, Verge. He is Sir. my mentor and a close friend of both me and Bryson. Recent, recently graduated Mississippi State University with a kinesiology degree, a bachelor right, of science in kinesiology. He is currently a grad student and a GA who works for the um, health, health, promotion, health and promotion and wellness department here at Mississippi State. Uh, he is an amazing man, a uh, great friend, great boyfriend, um, just wonderful, wonderful human being, someone that I, I want to model my college experience after um, him and his relationship. I want to model that after uh, him as well. Um, just a wonderful guy. Um, and so we're super excited to have you. We're super excited to hear what wisdom you reveal to us, reveal to our viewers, uh, and just excited to just get into it, man. Um, so, Birds, this is your time to shine. Yeah, Please, bro. with this entire hour, hour and a half, or however you want to go, we'll figure four out how to split hours. it up later. <laughs> <laughs> we might have a four-episode special drop next week. Yes. <laughs> Dependent them conversations, they'd be going pretty Maybe, long without you know. a microphone. So, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, who even knows? But, yeah, we want to give this time, just time for you to speak um, and talk. And uh, yeah, just give you the floor. This is all yours. So, yeah, bro. what do you what do you want to get into? Rich? Well, there is not a topic that I find myself um, teetering on edge to talk about. So, I don't even know what to talk about. <laughs> but um, I guess one thing that's been on my mind lately is how someone who is how can I word it? Someone who is constantly, I wouldn't say constantly indulging in sin, but you know, the, the verse that says, if you see the speck in mm. their eye, mm -hmm. look at the log. But like, if you see specks of something that don't look right mm. in certain people's eyes, that they can still be a godly person because um, as God dwells in all aspects of their life, yeah. they can still be a godly person. And that's right. one thing that God revealed to me um, through the Holy Spirit one night when I was uh, brushing my hair or doing something. But, um, yeah, there's something that's been on my mind. Like, they can still be a godly person because we're all made of sin. Yeah. We all will sin, knowingly mm -hmm. un and unknowingly. And how God revealed that to me, it was very humbling, you know, mm -hmm. because um, one thing that God revealed to me through the Holy Spirit was how um, judgmental I could be towards mm -hmm. people who I think is sin. You know, I don't have any valid proof of this stuff. Yeah. But he humbled me and said, like, they can still be godly people, and mm -hmm. I can still use them, and I will use them. Just like your favorite verse, Romans eight twenty eight. Everything works out, you know. So yeah. No, I like how you put. Uh, recently, or not recently. Now it was all the way back in January, but it still feels recently because of how impactful it was. But uh, Robert Madu, he came to preach mm. at our church. Incredible guy, bro. Love, Thanks. incredible communicator. Heavy hitter, absolutely. And um, mm -hmm. anyways, he came to preach, and one thing that stuck with me in the message that he preached, it wasn't even like the main purpose of the message, but he said, God will use people um, that you don't think are qualified, and he'll even use people you don't like. <laughs> like, and I, I think that's, it, it, like you said, it's humbling. It's a, it's a humbling thing to remember um, that like we are not like, God, and we're not the controllers of destiny. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes even ways and methods that we don't believe should be used, like 
God is still able to use those things. And that can be an encouragement to people who feel like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't got any use. I've done all these things. I've done all these bad things. But it's a reminder that, like, mm-hmm. you still have a purpose and you can still lead out because God will use any and every single person. Yeah, yeah, facts. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but the prophet, well, not prophet, but the guy that spoke to Paul was Ananias, right? I don't know. I guess I need to read my Bible more. <laughs> this man. So like when Saul when Saul became blind and he was like, God had told him to go meet this person or whatever. Before he met he went to go meet that person, God chopped it up with the man he was gonna mm-hmm. meet. And he was like, Yo, I want you to help Paul out. You're gonna be the reason like he sees again or whatever, right? And you gotta think about it. In the guy's mind, I'm gonna say Anias. I hope I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I hope I'm right. But in Anias' mind, he's like, "Yo, why would I help this man? He was out here killing Christians. Killing he was people. out here persecuting my people. You know what I'm saying? So like, why would I help him? But like you said, it's a humbling reality that no matter what has been done in the past, God can still use that person. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I'm saying? Because God is bigger than He's bigger than us. He's bigger than our thought process, and He's bigger than the momentary things. He's outside of time. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that. It, like I said, it's it's really encouraging to to my soul um, to because I I also had a moment literally earlier today where the Lord kind of revealed to me like we are sinners saved by grace, and so like we really like that grace part, like talking about like you know we are saved by grace, but we kind of forget that that sinner part, and I think it's really arrogant. Um, because even when we think about like, well, people will kind of ask this question: Why would a good God send people to hell? I think we got to remember, hell's the default. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like we are supposed to be there already. Yeah. There's God is not sending us there. That's mm-hmm. where we. That's where we belong. Yeah. But because of grace and the relationship that He wants with us, He provides a way out. Mm-hmm. And it's important to remember that as we, you know, go about. Um, our lives, remembering to approach every situation with absolute humility. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, like you talked about, like we can end up in this judgmental state because we're like, well, I'm saved by grace. You know, I'm over here. I'm walking upright. You know, with the Lord. So all these people and the dirty things they're doing, I, I can't be around that. But it's like you were there. Like I was there. Yeah. I was in that spot, Thanks. and the Lord found me, and He came and He and He brought me out. And so, how much more? I think this is a message not just for believers, but anyone to take that, like, how much more do we need to walk with humility and with grace? Because we know there's been people who have forgiven us. I believe there's a good God who's forgiven us. And yeah. when we walk with that mindset, that kind of, uh, well, Dr. Tony Evans, he kind of calls it this kingdom mindset. Uh, it gives us a higher capacity within our hearts to operate with grace and with love and with mercy. Yeah. I like how you said that, how we get caught up in judging people. Um, the Lord, he never instructs us to judge people. He yeah, instructs yeah. us to um, inspect fruit. It's like fruit inspection. Yeah. You know, you go to Walmart, you look at the bananas. These bananas are brown on the bottom. I'm not finna buy these bananas. Mm-hmm. But that's how the Lord tells us to inspect people, right? right? So I said that to say, me judging them, I'm sinning already. Mm. I'm judging the sinner. How can a, a servant of the Lord judge another servant? We're mm. all serving the creator of everything. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So Tim Ross, he calls it fruit inspection. Yeah. Not judging the person. Right. You're supposed to judge the fruit. Mm-hmm. Right. And what they produce. Right. Not yeah. them. Facts. Cause at one time we too were foolish, mm-hmm. disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. We were once just like them. Mm-hmm. So Literally. how can I throw the first stone? When I was just like you. Just like him. Just like us. 
I mean, and it, it's even, I, we all fall into that pitfall of we think we, because I talked about this a couple episodes last season ago, we judge people by their actions, we judge ourselves by our intentions. Thanks. So, so we are constantly saying, well, you see, when I do it, it's because all these things happen beforehand, mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not really who I am. But it just it just happened that way. But when we see other people do it, we're like, yeah, that's who they are. Yeah. Like, oh, if they're out there, they got drunk, they got lit last night, and they made a couple of bad decisions. Oh, that's who they are. Mm-hmm. But when I do it, oh, it's just because I had a really dif- difficult work week, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm doing it. But yeah. over justifying completely. But then mm-hmm. we under justify people when it's not us. And so, what I love about Christ and what I love about just when you're walking with God is it's that happy medium. Right, mm-hmm. because you we over justify ourselves, we under justify people. God provides that middle because it's like we are all sinners, mm-hmm. but there is grace, and so that doesn't absolve you from the fault of the things that you did that were outside of the uh, will of God or outside of the moral standard that you hold to. But it doesn't mean now that you are that sin. You are that bad decision that you made because there is grace right here. And that's the happy medium that I think is so uh, beautiful and so amazing about being in relationship with God is because you have that happy medium right there. Yeah. And Verge, I know <clears throat> I know you're real big on like digging deep, so I kind of want to hear your thoughts on what what is your motive behind peeling back layers? My motive behind peeling back layers, I would say at the first instinct, I just want to have a good conversation. Mm-hmm. I know today when I was picking up those dishes today at the house DJ, I was thinking like, I know exactly how long I'm going to talk to somebody based off how they answer my question of how is their day. If they mm-hmm. say good, 10 minutes tops. <laughs> right. If they say good with a little explanation, we can we can drag it on. Mm-hmm. But um, my motive behind peeling back those layers is because everybody wants to listen here. I don't know one person who doesn't want to talk mm-hmm. nor want to be heard, you know? Mm-hmm. So everybody just wants to be heard. And then if I can provide that safe space for them, for one, I'm going to get a great conversation. And two, I'm just going to build another genuine bond with another human being. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of that, I just love like Ecclesiastes, how, how he highlights how no apostle, they were sent out alone. Mm. Everybody had somebody to talk to yeah. because I'm pretty sure they were getting stoned. They was finna get killed. Some people finna get persecuted as they're spreading the gospel. Yeah. But they had somebody to do life with yeah. along mm-hmm. that journey. Yeah. So if I can extend the love of God to somebody else, just to have like maybe they talk to their friend group for a whole month or three months, whatever the time may be. Mm-hmm. They may just be surface level conversations, and then they may just feel like they're just been ho- they have been just holding some in, holding some in. Mm-hmm. And then if I can just, I'm not gonna say get it out of them, but provide this safe space so they can talk to me mm-hmm. and just get healing through those words that they let out. I'm here. Yeah, and the reason I asked that was because kind of bouncing off of DJ's point about how we tend to. What'd you say, bro? Oh, I said we. Over justify ourselves, we under justify other people. Yeah, yeah. So we tend to do that. And when we tend to under justify others, it's because we haven't peeled back those layers. Uh-huh. We haven't went deeper with that person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I like how you talked about this this uh, idea of fruit inspection. Kind of unpack that a little bit more, what you mean by that, and, and like what's your process of fruit inspection? Um, I got my fruit inspection mindset from Tim Ross, right? How, you know how he lays out the Bible. Best storyteller I ever heard on the podcast. He said he was referenced as like having like a genius mindset, even though he went to an alternative school and graduated from alternative school. But now he's like one of the best pastors, preachers in America. But he says fruit inspection because um, 
how did he lay it out? So he did. No, no, no. The things you do will bear fruit, mm-hmm. right? So people will judge the way I do something based off how it looks in that moment. So with fruit inspection comes in, you know, you got to plant fruit, it goes real deep. It one day it will branch off fruit. He said, don't judge people by like what they're do, what they are doing now and how they do it now, but judge it based off the fruit it mm-hmm. will produce. Um, you can take that in a whole lot of realms, such as like discipleship. Don't judge uh, me meeting with DJ or Bryson um, at 10 p.m. because I'm on the outside. They're meeting late. Who knows what they're doing, right? They could right. be doing something malicious. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, our schedules might just be packed to the point mm-hmm. we can only meet once a week at 10 p.m. Right. But mm-hmm. don't judge us meeting at 10 p.m. Judge us a, le- a year later mm-hmm. when we're making disciples That's of good. other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Thanks. good, bro. Thanks. I like, oh, <laughs> I'm about to put that one No, I, I think it goes back to that having that uh, kingdom mindset or that, that future focused mindset mm, because a lot of time people like will get focused on the results are not yielded right now. I, I like, even I fell in that pitfall over the summer. I was a, uh, I served at a church camp and I was upset because. After the church camp, there was a part of me that, um, you know, I poured into these kids and I didn't see like this immediate mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. reaction where they, they didn't. It wasn't like this major, you know, church camp story where everybody gets saved and then now they're all radical life change. But that deposit into them, it, re- it, it reaped an impact that I couldn't see at that mm-hmm. moment that I saw later. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the right mindset. It's that future focused yeah. mindset of saying even though the results are not here right now, I'm going to continue to invest into this, invest into this relationship, mm-hmm. invest into this hobby, invest into this discipline because I know that the fruits that it will produce later yeah. are way greater than the initial instant gratification I could get from doing something mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Don't, let, <laughs> don't let your momentary mindset get in, the, in front of a mind. Ah, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> go, go on. Don't let your momentary mindset get in front of a monumental movement. Thanks. And the reason Thanks. I say that is because the beautiful things, the beautiful big things happen because there were a lot of mil- milliseconds, right? Mm. And what happened in between those milliseconds to lead up to those big moments, those big minutes, you had to go through those, I guess you could say, time lapses. Mm. You know, time lapse, we watched the video, it sped up. But the thing about it is a lot happening within them. Seconds. So... Bro, like we gotta realize that I think it goes back to delay, like you said, delayed gratification. I see it on your I'll phone. I'll fit the chopper up, <laughs> bro. Oh. It goes to delayed gratification. We live in such an instant culture, bro. We want everything just like that, just like that, bro. Like the strength that I have now, I ain't had that back in 2020. Mm-hmm. And if I would have gave them, be like, dang, bro, I'm doing all these push-ups, I'm lifting all these weights, and I ain't strong as I want to be, then I would have been back to being chubby Bryson, those six years old. Catching Twinkies, you know what I'm saying? Catching Twinkies. <laughs> but, but we, we don't catch Twinkies, you know what I'm saying? We throwing weight. We push some weight, you yeah. feel me? And that's because I stayed the course. And the time lapse happened, but the thing about it was I had to stay the course throughout the time lapse. Mm. Because when you're watching the video, you got a choice. You can either press pause on that joint because they joint too long, or you can press play and let it ride on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I talk about delayed gratification? Go ahead, bro. All right, for background... Um, Dang, this just host me just hit me with this. I believe God worked on my heart so hard about delayed gratification is because of 
um, how my GA position went. Like the interview was literally on the week, like before graduation. Jeez. Like I didn't know I was gonna come to grad school until shucks. I would say the week of graduation. And I didn't get the email that the position was solidified until the summer yeah. after graduation. So I didn't know for sure what my future was going to look like. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was going to terminate my lease, go back home, get a job, or what. Yeah. But um, God worked on my heart um, about delayed gratification through Devon Franklin. You know, he's he's a pastor. Mm -hmm. um, he produced um, top like top one through three faith based movies of all time. But in his book books I read, he highlighted how like delayed gratification is so big. And I did not know he was just a regular assistant one day. And in college, he worked a job and an unpaid internship that um, aligned with his purpose in film production. And how he laid that bad boy out, he was like, yeah, you're not going to get to where you want to go through expedited processes, mm. you know? So how he served all those seasons, he was like the best assistants, like right now will be the next um, Avengers producer yeah. or the next uh, Miracles from Heaven producer because um, through assisting the directors, the Devon Franklers, the whoever produces movies nowadays, I'm not a movie person, Bryson knows <laughs> that, but who's ever assisting those bigger people right now, they're, they're, they're working 12 hours a day, 16 mm -hmm. hours a day, while the director's only working six. He right. just shows up with his coffee handed to him, right. but they're going to get the coffee. They're printing out their papers, their scripts, they're studying harder than they are, mm -hmm. but it's the point that they don't look at the right now. They're yeah. looking into 2040 right. when they're 40 years old. You know, I was born in 2000, so my years correlate with the, the year. I just said that, but um, they're looking to the 2040 and where they want to be in 2040, now where they want to be in 2025, big house, big car, nice house. 10 kids by 2025. 20, how does that even make sense? It doesn't. So how you can serve your seasons through just doing the, I would say, dirty work mm -hmm. and the less conventional work, like right now, would just delay it onto something bigger. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what God um, pulled on my heart about because I just didn't know what my future entitled to. Like, I did not know. Yeah. But he laid it out so perfectly. I just, just give him praise for it. Yeah. Life don't have an Amazon Prime subscription. Mm-mm. <laughs> Right. Mm -mm. <laughs> what's what's this the garbage so shipping like? Um, <laughs> DHL they take like three weeks to come. Good water. Like DHL. <laughs> Nobody. They got like five percent of the shipping economy, dog. But they exact five percent of <laughs> hey, the entire. Yeah. I wish I could Google how much the shipping economy is worth, but they have a whole <laughs> chunk of it. Right. Literally. No. That's man. That's so good, bro. Like, I'm sorry, Bryce. This man is so like, he's so good. Like, he's so cold, bro. Like, every time, like he, every time. Jeez, I wish man. I could just like have him follow me around. So every time I say something, he could like wrap it up. One in line this, that bad. He's literally wrapping it up in this pretty box and delivering it to like he a marketing major through and through. This man. But uh, <laughs> no, I think that like you said, that delayed gratification is a key to a lot of things that you want in the future, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody want to have a good time. Everybody want to be financially secure. Everybody want to have good friends. None of those things happen immediately. Mm -hmm. And if you do get something that seems like what it is, it's a perverted or lesser version mm -hmm. of that. I mean, think about it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like, like convenience stores, when you go into a convenience store, you're not going in there for the best product. Mm -mm. You're going in there for convenience. <laughs> when you 
focus on instant gratification. What you're doing is you're shopping at the convenience store. Mm. You're shopping at the convenience store for your friends, for your future, for uh, you know the things that you want in life. You're not building towards something that will be, what will you say, like... Basically, it was, you're not building towards something that will last. You're building mm. towards something that is going to be convenience. Because when you go to a convenience store, it's quick, it's easy, mm. but it's going to stop working after a few days. Mm. I don't know if y'all have ever bought like a yo-yo from the convenience store. Oh, that junk is done day. after a day. A charger after. from Dollar Tree. <laughs> a charger <laughs> from Dollar Tree. <laughs> that junk going to break immediately. Man. And that's what we're having. We're seeing people with these broken lives, these broken friendships, these broken everything. And it's because they're not willing to wait a moment because they are shopping at convenience stores for things that they should go to premium places to get. Mm-hmm. Like what comes to my mind when you said that is how like you can go to Longhorn and get a steak, right? Mm-hmm. And you can go to Walmart and get a steak. But also like the the best dinners that take a long time and like the the delay gratification dinners, like the best ones is the mm-hmm. one when you hire a chef to come to your house mm-hmm. in your personal space and cook you a steak. Right. Mm-hmm. That takes the longest. That takes the longest, right? You have to book them. You gotta mm-hmm. see what kind of meat you want. He gotta cook it a certain way. He gotta use your pots and pans unless he brings his own. Mm-hmm. But if you go to Longhorn and you get a steak right then and there, it tastes like every other steak mm-hmm. around the block. It tastes just like a back. There's yeah. nothing special about that. But if you take the extra process to get your um private chef in your home, yeah. Probably the best steak you've ever put in your mouth. Hey, man. Slow motion is better than no motion. I'm telling you. You got to let God cook, bro. <laughs> and I think the, I think the Holy Spirit hit me with this as well. Like, we're talking about that steak example. Mm-hmm. What is more supplementing to your spirit? Mm. Like, the like you could go to Texas uh, Longhorn and get a cheap steak. Cheap steak. It's yeah. going to supplement you for a little bit. But what's going to supplement you for a long time? Is going and having that slow cook process that that chef prepares that supplements you for a long time. When I think about relationships, because this is where like it is so key, relationship delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. What relationships are going to supplement your soul? It's the relationships that take the longest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, bro, bro. You just said something so fire that sparked the thought in my brain, bro. Dude, you got to think about it. The longer a meal is cooking, the hungrier you get. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. So when you actually get the meal, you appreciate it that much yeah. more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, that, you know, <laughs> since we're talking about food, you know, um, back in the day, grandmas, they used to cook dinners start for Sunday night, starting on Saturday. Yeah. And then the whole house would smell like food for over mm. 24 hours. Yeah. But when the family goes to the table and just eat that dinner, it's like, it's best cooking mm. rather than a trip to McDonald's and it leaves the smell <laughs> in your car, you know? Right. It just, it's, like you said, it's a fake version of what it could be. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to wait on the friendship that we have now. Mm-hmm. Like I remember my when you talk to my mother, like I remember those moments of being with my mom in high school and being like, and no diss on anybody I knew in high school. I got some of my closest friends, Sean, yeah. Jake Santana, but yes, and, and Shane. But for the most part, I didn't have that community of just people who loved the Lord just wholeheartedly and built their entire lives around that. There was very mm-hmm. few people in my circle that I had. And I remember being with my mom and just confiding in her and be like, Mom, like I, I'm so tired of this. Like I'm so ready to just have a community of people that I can call like my own, that I can yeah. be close with. And I could have, when I got to college, I could have just rolled with the first crew that I, I found. But I was like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give up on this standard. And that's what it is. Yeah. It's not 
giving up on the standard. Ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Like when you <laughs> when you go to McDonald's, it's not the standard of your mom's cooking. It's a completely different standard. And so what we're doing, it goes back to that convenience store example, we are lowering our standards because we're not willing to have that delayed gratification. And so when we have Instagram, instant gratification, it is gratification, but what it is, it's at a lower standard. Mm -hmm. And it's not what we're supposed to get. It's not what's going to supplement our soul for how long we need it to. Yeah. And we end up living these depleted lives because we're not depositing enough in our soul mm -hmm. because we want something that's immediate. Uh, yeah. You, you speak, man, boy. You speak. <laughs> like, like, do I got these lyrics pulled up to this Christian rap song. It's called All for Nothing. And it says, I appreciate bodegas. I just hate what convenience had in store for me. Mm. So bodegas, if people don't know, that's basically like a corner store, right? And he ends it, I just hate what convenience had in store for me. So mm. I appreciate the stores. I'm glad that they're there. But when I go into them and I come back out with well, what they gave me, I don't like it. Right. Mm. I don't I don't I don't I hate it. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Because it's not something that'll supplement me for a long term. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a high satiation rate. Right. Vocabulary that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that right there, it that just made me think of the bodega, the corner store song, because you know, I try to eat healthy foods. Yeah. And then when I got on this like this healthy food run, I I was cutting trees with my dad, and then everyone would stop by the gas station, you know, fill up with gas, get some snacks get for some the day, sticks. get some pizza sticks. <laughs> but you know, I was trying to get away from the pizza sticks, right. and I'm that leads me to say, "Hey, Bryson, <laughs> top tier." Oh, uh, just like the Hut Brothers pieces, the look, man. Shout out, husband. They got me through some dark days, but um, I got on my little healthy train, train, mm. whatever you want to call it. I went to the gas station, I'm like, dang, ain't nothing here but Skittles, mm -hmm. M&M's, mm -hmm. chips, kind bars are like three bucks in the gas yeah, station. Facts. So I started to think, like, when you said that, like, the convenience, it ain't it. Right. Everything in there is going to bring your body down. It's mm -hmm. pulling me away from my goal of my weight right. or whatever goal I had at the time. Yeah. Because everything in there is trash, mm -hmm. almost. Yeah. Except like Diet Coke, but who wants a Diet Coke? <laughs> nah, nah. They said they drink bad too, though. Hey, yeah. they say. And then when DJ talked about McDonald's, like they, the, the, it's a series on Netflix that goes into like the, the bad parts of fast food and how mm -hmm. that food is like rapidly produced. Yeah. And then like going back to the steak analogy, the steaks at Longhorn, that is not the best cut cow. Mm -hmm. That's not the organic grass cut cow. Yeah. The one that the, the private chef is going to bring to your house is going to be room temped already. It's going to be the best brand of beef you can possibly get. Mm -hmm. For an upper price. It's not the best price, because sometimes the best price is not the best price right. for you, mm -hmm. you know? So that just made me think, like, the convenience? Can't do it. Right. Like you said, like, don't settle. I remember I used to say that a lot, like, don't settle. Yeah. Like, you tripping if you settle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to hear y'all's perspectives on this, because, DJ, I liked how you talked about freshman year. Like, you were looking for a friend group, right? Like, mm -hmm. before you got to college and things like that. Like, that's something I struggled with my freshman year as well. Like, I was... <clears throat> I had a few times in my freshman year where I felt like loneliness and things like that. But the thing about it was I had to, I went through that season, but it made me appreciate you guys just much more. You know what I'm saying? And I just thank God for y'all, bro. No cap. No cap. Love you. Yes, sir. You see I ain't got no hat on. They be capping. I don't, bro. It's a visor. Cap on the top. That's a okay. real knee slapper, you feel me? Yeah. Well, let's move away from this food analogy. Okay. <laughs> Y'all yeah. making me hungry. I'm just over here chugging this water. Uh, 
Um, no, I, I think one, one thing before we move away fully from the uh, food analogy, I liked how you talked about even not even the most expensive price is the best price because mm-hmm. I think it, it's important to also balance this out. And we were talking about this earlier before we started recording on the pod. Just because it's the most self-denying thing doesn't mean it's also the be- best. Facts. Thing. Like it's about intentionality. Like right. I had to wait on my. Uh, a, a good group of just godly community of people mm-hmm. but I could have been like well I didn't wait long enough so I need to keep waiting and then mm-hmm. shut you off like mm-hmm. that is not like it's the good. message I think that sometimes get lost um, is this kind of religious message that starts to get preached mm-hmm. is if instead of like it's about intentionality and having delayed gratification it just becomes about self-denial at all costs mm-hmm. and that's not what the goal is it's not just because this is the highest costing item that this means it's the best, it is what is the best and most supplementing for your soul. Bryson Cook. We idolize discipline and denial over God's plan. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Ooh, bro. And that's what that's religion. That's, that's literally that's li- that in the box, literally, literally like a perfect description can of I, religion. Can I pull the bad boy out? <laughs> you go ahead. I feel bro. like Tim Ross. Open it up, bro. Open uh, it up. I just read this earlier before the podcast. <laughs> Right, but yes, freaking Colossians, it, it says, Bryce and I already know what I'm finna read. DJ and Transition. Yeah, I don't know. Dang it, hey, where bro, is it? We got cook. Where is it? Thessalonians, it's near, it's near, it's near. Everybody in the church say amen when you got it. <laughs> Everybody got it. But um, to give y'all some context on Colossians 2, it's talking about how we should not condemn believers for like eating, drinking, following holidays, Sabbaths, you know, whatever they want to throw out. But I'm just going to read two quick verses. It says, such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe body discipline, but they do not provide any help in conquering a person's evil desires. Mm -hmm. Just because something is hard, they don't mean it's worth going through you know what i mean mm-hmm. so there's just like um people people be punishing themselves in the gym there's like before mm-hmm. all the, like with kenisa i you know my degree <laughs> shout out miss <laughs> state but um like back in the day before like all the research supplements all this and that came to the part people just used to go in the gym three hours a day punish themselves mm-hmm. and expect great results no risk no nothing mm-hmm. but now we know with a solid plan, solid um, eating plan, that you can get like results at the same rate they got them. But they're in the gym sweating every day, right. killing themselves. They wake up everything sore, you know? Mm-hmm. But that ain't got to be the way. You don't have to wake up sore every day just yeah. to get to where you're trying to go yeah. at a good time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that reminds me of a conversation I had with this wonderful person. This wonderful person one day about... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but... About how I dealt with lust in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I talked about it on the pod before, how I did them 100 push-ups every morning. Like, that was cool and all in that season. But this person gave me a bar. They was uh, like, you know, when you 80 years old, you ain't going to be able to do 100 push-ups. Oh, yeah. So, you got to you gotta learn how to navigate things in, in a way that not only applies to now, but can work forever. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you know things... Things change and adapt over seasons, but punishing yourself is not the way to go. Never. Right? And that was crazy. That's another form of instant gratification. <sighs> Man, you spin. Like, that's literally another form of instant gratification. Can we Come ta- and think about it. <laughs> like, 
Think about it. When you go in the gym and you punish yourself for four hours and you don't stop working out until you feel like how sore your muscles are, mm -hmm. that is a instant gratification to say, okay, I worked hard. Yeah. Right? Because you, yeah. you can't go home and be like, well, I didn't feel it and just know that it's working. Yeah. You had to punish yourself until you got it to working. Like, that's not true. Like, we've talked about episode two, intentionality. We talked about episode four, discipline. The ultimate example is intentional discipline, right? You can't have one or the other because you can live a life of intentionality, but if you don't have discipline, then there's no point of having, you know, intentionality. And if you have discipline with no intentionality, what you're doing is just punishing yourself. And what you're doing is causing it to be something that you regress, you, you're going to regress back into something else that you yeah. don't want to. Mm -hmm. Because like you just said, you when you're 80 years old, you can't do 100 push-ups. Yeah. So then what you going to do then? Are you just going to fall back in temptation? Mm -hmm. And that's how people live their lives, where they go on this phase where they're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fast for... 14 days, I'm going to only drink water, I'm going to only eat two meals a day, I'm going to only have 200 calories. Just ridiculous stuff, you know what I'm saying? Fast for two years. But, like, <laughs> but at the end of it, it becomes unsustainable, and yeah. then what we end up doing is we end up falling back. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I can I, I remember when I was trying to quit watching pornography, I would do, like, where I would read 15 verses, Jeez. right? And, like, I could do that, right? But mm -hmm. then when I, I missed one day, all of a sudden... Now the crutch is gone and I mm -hmm. fall right back into yeah. it because there was no heart change. Yeah. There was no intentional discipline of spirit. Mm -hmm. It was just like we've talked about behavioral modification. And behavioral modification will only take you so far. Thanks. And what we have to remember is that that's not actually delayed gratification, but it is instant gratification, but we're disguising it as delayed gratification. Yeah, Don't fool bro. yourself. Mm. Don't Facts. fool yourself. Facts. Stop being sadistic and be saved, bro. <laughs> Can you read the definition? Man, sadistic means deriving pleasure from inflicting pain, suffering, or humiliation on others. Mm. So stop being sadistic to yourself and be saved. Jesus saved us from all of these things. Mm. He overcame every single temptation we ever had to face. Right. And it even says in Romans, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful mm -hmm. and not, not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape. So when you're in those moments of escape, call on Jesus, bro, and intentionally mean that stuff. And like, don't be like me and DJ, bro. We fumbled the bag back in the past. Mm -hmm. we, we doing better now. But we learned that, hey, the 100 push-ups, the 15 verses, okay, that was cool then, but the only person that can actually save is Jesus. I can't mm -hmm. save me, because if I could save me, I wouldn't need him in the first place. That's facts. That goes right back to verse 23, but they provide no help in conquering that person's evil desires. Mm. It's not helping you. Yeah. It's, it's not. not. It's not. It's, it's all I got. I just want to say you? real fast, it's actually in 1 Corinthians. <laughs> the verse that you Oh, it's in 1 Corinthians? <laughs> yeah, but like, hey, you was spitting. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> you was spitting, so sure. I was not going to stop me in the middle. Appreciate uh, you, brother. But yeah, no, because uh, that was one of the 15 verses, I would say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. so, like, that's, that's one of the ones I used to yeah. pray when I did the push-ups. Right. <laughs> so that's the so only, like, it's ingrained into my mind. But no, mm -hmm. I think that's that's one. I, I recently, um, this past Saturday, um, which was an awesome experience, but it was an awesome Saturday. We uh, had this, um, what started off was only meant to be a 15-minute prayer meeting, but Jeez. turned into a three-hour um, prayer meeting, and it was dope. He, he was moving, bro. Um, it For was real? crazy. He it was, was moving. moving. He was moving. Um, and uh, beforehand, I had asked the Lord to just give me literally only just some pointers. Like I, I didn't ask for like a message, but I asked just God, give me some pointers or some things to pray about. And it was in Hebrews, I think chapter 12, where he revealed an entire message to me. And 
that was a huge portion of the message because there's a particular verse in Hebrews. If I had my other Bible, I would um, I would show y'all the verse. Actually, Travis, you want it? do you think you could grab my Bible? Um, it's going to be in that second pouch uh, of my backpack. This is really like a Tim Ross moment. I was just going to say, <laughs> me telling Noah to grab his yeah. Bible out of his bag. Shout out, Travis. Shout man. out, Travis. Yeah, that yes, one right sir. here. This is oh, my right. gosh. Hey, look, bro. if y'all watch, get some claps for my man, Travis. Bro. Dude, literally, bro. Oh, Travis God. is the man. Okay, so I'm going to pull it up right here. Ah, um, the title of God's discipline yeah. proves his love. That's so uh, let me see. Let me find it because I want to oh. make sure that I'm right. But... I am. Doo -doo, doo -doo. I gotta make sure I get this right verse because it's talking. What it's originally talking about is like Mel Melchizedek. I always said that wrong, but Mel talking about this character of Melchizedek. Yeah. Um, here it is. All right. So I, I was wrong. It's actually in Hebrew seven. Uh, so it says, for on the one hand, a former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness, for the law made nothing perfect. But on the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God. And so originally when I read this, I was like, okay, why is somebody in the Bible calling the law, which is <laughs> the Bible part of the Bible, yeah. weak and useless? I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah. what I realized and what God began to realize to me, or uh, kind of revealed to me, is it's not that the, like the law is just that it's the law. Mm -hmm. Like that's all it is. It's the law. It's this righteous standard that we're called to follow by, but we can't follow it. And so it ha the law in itself has no transforming power. Mm -hmm. So it can't transform our hearts. It can't transform our desires. And so the better hope that is provided is the hope in Jesus who transforms our hearts and begins to reshape us and reform us. You know, as it says, uh, I don't want to say the specific uh, book um, because I can't remember, but I think it's First Corinthians. But taking off our old self and putting on a new, new self, self yeah. right? So yeah. that's what Jesus does. He takes off our old self and he puts on the new self. And so when we try to live this religious lifestyle of constant self-denial and like you said, uh, like just sadistic punishment of ourselves, we are following by this old law and covenant, which in ultimately is weak and useless because there is a better hope available to us in Christ. And so like something I've been telling people recently because God has revealed it to me is that this book, this Bible right here, shows us that God is a lot more focused on our heart than he is on our action. Mm -hmm. And so when we're focused on the sadistic punishment, what it is, it's focused on actions. It's focused on, did I do this bad thing today? Did I do this good thing today? Like, that's it. There's no heart. But intentional discipline and the focus that comes from the better hope is that we focus on our heart. We focus on what are the desires of my hope, heart. Because if you want to, if in your heart you're lazy and want to live a life of just gluttony, it doesn't matter how hard you push yourself. You'll eventually return to that lifestyle of gluttony and laziness because you didn't do any heart change. Mm -hmm. Like all you did was behavioral modification. And the only way to get to this point that we are able to have sustainable growth is to focus on our heart way above our actions. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Well, y'all, um, what, what else we want to talk about? <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was so wrapped into that topic. I just... Like, no, you, you good, bro. Pastor Daring. <laughs> Indeed. No, I really think we just had a full circle moment. Yeah. Because earlier you talked about you like to go deeper and you like to dig in the dirt. 
And the only way you can, you know, get to the root of the tree is to dig in the dirt. Mm. The only way you can nourish and replenish those roots is when the sources and the nutrients get to the, the root. Mm. So the same way that we got to deal with the heart, we got to get dig deep. We got to go back and do the uncomfortable things, deal with yeah. the traumas, deal with the, the hurt, the pain. And I kind of want to hear, like, your mindset on it because I know you like, you actually like to deal with trauma. Mm. You're a different breed. I don't know. <laughs> but both of y'all like to deal with trauma. So Verge, DJ, y'all let y'all take it. Yeah. <clears throat> I would say trauma because... Trauma shapes us as human beings because, you know, most of the things, most of how we talk, act, whatever, is due to trauma. You have good trauma, bad trauma, Mm -hmm. environmental trauma, parental trauma, whatever the trauma may be, you know. But I like trauma because it basically, it shapes the way the person is, you know. Mm -hmm. It um, it lets you know why they tie their shoes in a double knot versus a single bow, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's how they were taught, you know. But um, one thing I do like and one thing I realize, like is environmental trauma and how the way you are is shaped because of the environment you are in. Mm-hmm. Now, I know like me, I'm very um, observant and what's, what's my vigilant, I'm very vigilant. I look around a whole lot, a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm in a room, when I'm outside, no matter what I'm doing, I'm always looking, I'm always looking. And then one day I just felt like the Holy Spirit just told me like I'm like that because of my environment. You know, I'm from Ken, you know, but in school you never know what may go down. Somebody may fight, somebody may throw something, cafeteria, mm-hmm. you know, it's, sometimes it gets crazy. Mm-hmm. And in the locker room playing football or whatever we was doing, you know, somebody may just throw a cleat across the locker room. <laughs> like I've seen it all, but I think I'm vigilant because of my environment, you know. Yeah. I um stay like head on the swivel for football terms. Um just keep my head on the swivel. Just do that because of those I raised in. But some people who are raised in like um a more catered to environment is more safe. Mm-hmm. It's this and that. They like, oh there's nothing troubling going on around me mm-hmm. because that's how they were raised. Like nothing Troubling is going on. Is every everything's just white fences and grass fields, you know? I like how you put uh like that trauma is a huge part of why we are the people that we become. Uh, and specifically why we react things like when people are like, I don't know why they're acting like that. They're being unreasonable. Mm-hmm. There is a reason. There's there is a, a reason. A deep seated reason. I liked uh, I watched this episode of the basement by Tim Ross, and he had Michael Jr. Bro, uh, on that the episode. That episode was so, was so good, fire, bro. <laughs> and that was a big part that he was talking about. It. Like a lot of times in those moments where you seem like they're being unreasonable, it's like a whole another person took over. Is because it's usually that little boy, or that little girl that's mm-hmm. talking instead. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what we were saying um, of we judge people on their actions, we judge ourselves on our intentions, mm-hmm. but with examining and having this kind of intentional heart towards somebody uh, as far as when it comes to their trauma it does is it allows us to see the intentions behind their actions mm-hmm. instead of seeing yo he's being just a butthole right now yeah. you, you instead of seeing oh he's dealing with insecurity in a deep level way and he's projecting it by being really mean and projecting his insecurities on other people by making fun of them mm-hmm. so he doesn't have to deal with them themselves or like oh my gosh she acting crazy man she just she going around and just doing everything under the sun yeah you don't know oh she didn't have a good father figure in her life to kind of anchor her and give her that foundation to know who she is mm-hmm. in herself and so now she's trying to find it in all these different mm-hmm. things and she can't fi- figure it out mm-hmm. and that's what it gives us this heart of compassion and i think that's really the key word here is it's having a compassionate mm-hmm. heart mm-hmm. and i love compassion because it uh, it gives us the same lens that jesus sees us through mm-hmm. like because jesus saw through our sin and saw to the heart and it goes back to that heart and 
still chose to be in relationship with us because he knew the heart. And so mm-hmm. he wanted to get to the heart and save the heart and give us grace. And that's what we now get to do. You know, talking about full circle moment it brings it back to this original point of talking about the speck in our brother's eye and seeing mm-hmm. that you can still be saved is that when we have compassion and see people in the same way that God sees them, yeah. um, we are able to have this heart of compassion and see the intentions behind actions. And instead of attacking the action and saying, I don't know why they are like that, we can say, I understand why they are like that. Mm-hmm. How can we make improvements to make them better? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I like how you said that because right now I'm reading a book on how to be a better leader. And then um, the chapters, to, chapters one and two, it emphasizes like empathy, like how you need to just. Take the time out of your day to see like why that person's doing that. And then you do that by simply putting on their clothes, mm-hmm. live their life. Mm-hmm. If you were in a position to where you had to support yourself through college, mm-hmm. no community, maybe you wouldn't speak back in mm-hmm. the union, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that's just a, a regular thing that people go through. Mm-hmm. But like empathy is so big because it allows you to just see something through their point of view, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that goes big in terms of like talking to people and like having conversations because you will listen more just to like engage in an empathetic state mm-hmm. so you can just see where they're coming from. Yeah. Now, I, I think I want to add to that is you can't have moments where you can process empathy if you don't have time just of like white space, like mm-hmm. time to just sit, intentional time of rest basically. Because we live in this, I think the reason we live in such a non-empathetic world is because we live in a very self-focused world. And the reason we live in a self-focused world is because all of our time is dedicated to us. Like every moment, every waking moment. We get up, we got things to do, so we do these things. Even if we may be doing these things for other people, it's because... Um, I'm obligated to do it for a work environment, like a work situation or for school or for whatever. But like our entire lives are built around us. Mm -hmm. And when we build our entire lives around us and we overload our lives with us, Mm -hmm. then that never gives us a chance to think about others because us is the whole focus. And I'll I'll give you this example. Recently, uh, I worked for the housing department as a resident advisor. And part of my duties um, is to sometimes be the resident advisor on call the building that I live in and shout out Oak. But um, uh, I that time becomes a really intentional time for me to basically sit down and rest because I can't leave um, because I'm the resident advisor on call. So I have to be near the building. I stay there. I live there. So I spend most of that time in my room. And recently I had a situation that happened where I basically got really humbled. Like <laughs> it, was, it was a very humbling situation. I was in a, a social setting and there was a uh, young um, freshman who uh, basically like he, he called, you know, he didn't do it in the most loving and nice way possible. But I, I firmly believe the Lord used him to speak some things into me because I, something had happened and so I started feeling a bit insecure. And through that, I started acting a little bit outside of who I normally am and um, was just not being kind in that moment. And, you know, I, I kind of put it over this disguise of me just trying to be funny and just josh around, but it was, it was not being communicated that way. And so uh, this, this freshman goes, yeah, he's a D. Like, but he, didn't, he didn't say D, he said the whole word. <laughs> and I was like, ouch. <laughs> and, and, but and instead of, if I had a, not had this time of just intentional rest and intentionally having to be 
just in my room and saw us, I would have never examined that. I would have just been like, what's his problem? Yeah. Like, I don't know why he's acting like that. He's, he's just being rude for no reason. Mm -hmm. But because I had that time to myself, I began to examine that situation and see like where he was coming from. And from there I understood and got a new revelation about myself and said, oh my gosh, I was acting out of insecurity right there. That is not who I'm called to be. I'm mm -hmm. called to live a life at a higher calling than that. And even in that moment, like I did apologize and was like, hey, you, you know, you're right. I always want to represent Jesus. And if I'm not doing that right now, I apologize. But I could have still, like I said, gone out from that and been like, he's just, he's like, he's too soft. He's he doesn't know. He doesn't. Yeah, like yeah. he just, but from that moment of rest and that intentional moment of just sitting still, that's what it really is. It's that stillness mm. of having moments of stillness. It allows us to get outside of ourselves and view things from different viewpoints and say, okay, I understand why they would react that way. I understand where I was being a butt right mm. here, like how I need to improve as a person. And so that's like, I think that's in something that is going to be encouraging to just everyone who's you know listening and watching it to us is set aside moments of stillness. In fact, Bryson, uh, you remember that time we uh, went to that lake. We yeah. actually talked about it. Mm -hmm. And you want to like talk, like speak to that for a little bit? Yeah. So it was just all of us were had very cloudy minds at the time. Mm -hmm. I forgot what was all going on that week, yeah. but life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. College life. Yeah. 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 It was it was a lot going on that week, and we were like, Travis, man, Travis, genius, right? So Travis was like, hey, when I think a lot, I just go to the lake. I was like, hey, okay, you know what? Let's go to the lake. So me, Travis, DJ. We all take time. We go to the lake. We sit at different positions. We're far away from each other. We don't say a word. We just sit in silence and take in the moment. And we all walked away with three different revelations, but we all walked away with one thing, and that was peace. And that happened because we took time to sit there, be still, and allow his thoughts and allow God to speak. Because how can you ask God to quiet your thoughts when all you do is fill in your brain with everything else, all the commotion, all the busyness? So... If you want God to quiet your thoughts, you can pray that prayer, but you also have to give him the room and the space to do so. Mm. And I think that's why we all walked away with peace in that moment was because, yeah, college can be demanding. My voice cracking like a mother, bro. <laughs> but college can be demanding. We got all this stuff we got to do. We got assignments and stuff. But if that trumps God, then that's a bigger problem. Mm. That's a way bigger problem. So you got to sit down and analyze. And sometimes you got to sit down. You got to move through those bad moments. You got to move through those bad thoughts. You may have to cry. And that is okay. Because I think, man, I think culture is so toxic nowadays that we think we got to walk around with these walls up. The reason that girl, as you say, a girl got mad at you over something because you dropped a pencil or something like that, mm -hmm. right? She was not mad at you. She's probably mad that her dad dropped something that was very impressive to her when mm -hmm. she was younger, right? Yeah. But the thing about it is she never sat down, analyzed it, and walked through that memory. She's just like, okay, I'm going to push it down. I'm going to mm -hmm. keep walking on my life. So she's mad at you because she dropped a pencil. Bro, when all she had to do was sit down, analyze, and take in that thought and walk down that memory again. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't want to do that, but we have to. Because in order for a house to be built, they got to dig down in the dirt to get the foundation down, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So in order for you to build healing, in order for you to walk in healing, you have to go through the pain first. Mm -hmm. Because you can't get, you don't get a masterpiece without chiseling away at it. Mm -hmm. You don't get a painting without putting the wrist work in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those things just don't, oh, I think about a beautiful painting, it's going to pop up on the, on the canvas. No, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. You actually have to put in the work to do so. And sometimes the work is just resting. 
the work is sitting in that moment and sitting in that pain and allowing God to do his thing. Because I think we get so caught up in this mindset of, man, like, I got to do this. I got to do that. Oh, if I want to be healed, I need to go to this place. I got to read this book. I got to do this, then the third. Okay, cool. But pipe down, bro. Like, and I had to tell it to myself. And I think sometimes, bro, we get so caught up in, like I said, coaching, where we got to walk over these walls of like, man, you know, like, oh, I got hurt, but it is what it is. I'm going to keep pressing on and like, but the thing about it is you're not going to keep pressing on because that hurt is going to keep, there's going to be a recurring thought in the back of your brain, whether you want to realize it or not. So if you want to take time and heal, you got to take the time to heal. And you know what's crazy? That's also instant gratification if you think about it. <laughs> like, it's literally, like, I'm getting goosebumps, bro. That's like, you, what you just revealed is two sides, sides of the same coin of instant gratification. Because mm-hmm. we got one side where it's, I'm just not going to focus it at, on it at all. So I can feel that instant it. feeling of it not being a problem. Because that forgetting about it allows the pain to immediately go away. It may mm-hmm. still be there. Like, mm-hmm. it may still be choking you out. Mm-hmm. It may still be poisoning your soul. But at least you're not feeling it immediately mm-hmm. it's later right but also on that same coin we we feel like i like how you said that sometimes part of the work is just resting because we're, we're we get kind of in this focus uh, like i there's this scissor song um like i what's it called kill bill where she's like i'm so mature i'm so mature i got me a therapist <laughs> like to, uh i forget like the lyrics exactly but the scissor fans they know what i'm talking about but anyways um we get so focused on like, I got to do the work, right? So we can feel that instant feeling of gratification. Like, oh yeah, I, I am. And don't get me wrong. Those things are beautiful. Those things are important and you need to utilize them. But if, if you're not utilizing them with intentionality, you're once again going back to that spirit of instant gratification. Because yeah, you're reading every self-help book and you're practicing all these things and you're doing the meditation and you're going to all these different events to help you heal. But if you're not sitting and, and resting in that moment, even if it doesn't feel like healing, you are healing. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to do that, which you're once again going back is you're focusing on instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And I like Verge, I, I liked how you, you pointed out, so I kind of want you to speak on that. You said it's an idol. Kind of unpack that, like what you mean by that. I said, hold on, which part? <clears throat> like when you said like, basically that we make pain our idol. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think people, and I think this way too, mm-hmm. I think people make pain their idol, like you said earlier, because they can feel it, you know? Mm-hmm. Every step we take in the positive direction doesn't have to be a 10 step type thing. It doesn't have to be a hundred yard step, you know? It just goes back to football. Every yard gain does not have to be an 80 yard touchdown, mm-hmm. you know? So I say that people make that an idol because they put that pain over recovery. Mm-hmm. Something like that, you know, the thing that's really going to get your muscles to grow, mm-hmm. they put the pain, the tearing up the muscles, tearing your body down, sometimes even tearing your whole day down so you can structure to go to the gym mm-hmm. so you can feel pain. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of recovery, oh, I'm just going to go to sleep tonight. I'm going to be straight. I can mm-hmm. just take a cold bath and I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But they're putting the the instant gratificational feel of pain mm-hmm. over everything else in the whole process. They're just going to eat whatever they want mm-hmm. and only sleep six hours, be on the phone two hours a night, mm-hmm. not really treating their body well, just, just doing it dirty, literally, when they work out. They they limping at the gym, yeah. but they put that over everything else in the process instead mm-hmm. of making everything on an equal playing field, mm-hmm. such as nutrition, um, the time in the gym, your rest, or how you research about your body type, because everybody mm-hmm. has different body types in the gym, mm-hmm. and everybody has different goals in the gym. But they put like pain, the suffering of, of the going through a process over everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, not like how you said everybody got different body types. Everybody got different hurts and pains. Mm -hmm. And I think we we use convenience as a concealer over pain. Mm. And we got to stop doing that, bro. We got to stop doing that. And I like how you said that basically every play in football doesn't have to be an 80-yard touchdown. Nope. It goes back to something. Travis hit me with this fire quote from this book. Was it Atomic Habits? Yeah, Travis reading this book called Atomic Habits. And it says, if you get 1% better for a whole year, you'll be 37 times? 37 times better than you were when you first started. Because you got to think about it, that's 365% better. So if you cried one more tear than you did last time about that hurting that pain, you're doing better. If you felt that pain just a little bit more this time than you did the last time, if you walked through one more memory than you did last time, that's good, that's good. Keep mm -hmm. going. Because in order for you to get to that light at the end of the tunnel, you got to walk through the dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to walk through the dark. And I think, like, you, to add upon that, healing is not linear. It's not it's like not a step, step, step. Sometimes it's sometimes it is 20 steps, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a stagnant period. Sometimes you may even take a couple steps back. But the important part, yeah, one of my favorite verses is in Proverbs, though the righteous fall seven times, they get back up again. Mm -hmm. And that's like what the heart posture is, is like, are you getting back up again? Are you continuing to pursue that, that healing, pursue that growth? Because when you focus on that instead of focusing on the action, instead of focusing on the pain, you end up getting so much farther than focusing any on any action could, practicing any sort of discipline could. And I think like really that that actually I think is so um, what's the word like that that's a huge revelation for me. Like just talking about that, that like because I in my own life, and I th I'm pretty sure a lot of people watching this podcast they make pain their God. They make pain the idol of their life. Mm -hmm. If they're not feeling pain, then they're not doing something right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a pitfall that we start when we get focused on discipline as it no longer becomes about the heart of discipline gets lost. Like you get, you start focusing on the reason you started and you start focusing on punishing yourself. And, and what it is, is we have to look in ourselves and say, why are we doing that? Why mm -hmm. is our pain becoming our God. And what does that say about how our image of ourselves is viewed? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man. That's good, bro. <laughs> like, clap it up, bro. You could. <laughs> amen, amen. Well, look, y'all, as we get ready to wrap up, because we are currently an hour and two minutes That's in. That's it? That's the longest episode we've ever recorded, actually, Verge. So, so it, it should be. Long, I thought it was longer than that. Uh, we've never gone over... Uh, like 58 minutes. Yeah, probably. 58 minutes. No, yeah. I'm talking about, I thought we oh, yeah, no, bro. It's good conversation. And you know, good conversation. Like, yeah, it's a lot to unpack. You yeah. may have to come back and watch it again. You may have to run up our views. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> but, um, no, as we get ready to wrap it up, Virgin, I want to open this once again the floor to you. Is there anything that you think you would want to impart? Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll have you back again. But, Most definitely. Um, as we wrap up this time together, anything that you would like to impart to anyone? Else? Um, I would say, I like how you say, like, in the very beginning, well, somewhere in the middle beginning, um, <laughs> about how you just didn't shun the friendships that God was trying to bless you with because mm -hmm. it came too fast. Mm -hmm. So I would say to the people, listen, just steward the seasons that you are in intentionally, mm -hmm. but also with your eyes open. Don't just work with mm -hmm. your eyes closed, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I would say just steward those seasons intentionally and work with your eyes open because God, he's probably finna just ship you a package through Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. But if you're too ignorant and just arrogant to it, no, God's not going to do that. I'm not done with all the work yet. I ain't felt enough pain yet. Mm -hmm. He's not going to send me my person yet. He's not going to enroll me into this course that I've been waiting to get in. So just work with your eyes open and then be sure that as you're doing everything intentionally, 
Just know that in your heart, God work everything out. That's it. That's all. You Dang. can't see the sun with your head down. I'm telling you. Woo! Y'all, that's good. <laughs> like, y'all just... Man, I ain't gonna speak. I don't even want to talk anymore. Cause that was a great way to close it out. Well, uh, as as we get ready to close, y'all, I want to tell once again thank everyone who's been a part of Virgin. We want to thank you for coming here and yes. blessing us with your time, blessing us with your words of wisdom. We are so incredibly grateful for you. Not even just coming and taking time to do this, but just who you are as a person and how much you mean to each one of us. We love you so much, brother. You have blessed each and every one of us in more ways that you know, like you've impacted mm-hmm. me so, so much. And so I love you so much. And I'm pretty sure Bison feels the same way. Do you want to speak to that? Man, bro, you, you've been a blessing, fam. You've been a blessing, fam. Like, I don't even know. You know, bro. Yeah. You know, bro. Like, I can't even, here crying. I can't even <laughs> put in the words, bro. Like, I don't know, man. I just think about the times, like, you just, like, you just been healed me. When, you literally healed me, like, when I was, like, crying, bro. Like, you've been a bro, fam. Like, I can't put it no other way. You just, <laughs> Thank you. Dude, bro. Thank you. You a good dude, bro. Don't ever let nobody tell you different. Thank y'all. Of course. I feel so honored to be here. I told him that way before we start recording, we were just saying, like, y'all, I feel honored to be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it, it's it, it's incredible to see how far God has taken this. Like, like, I still, like, it's hard to wrap my head around. Like, a hundred individual people watched us two talk. And, you know, like, the Lord spoke through us. Absolutely. All glory go back to God. But that is just crazy to me that, like, there were a hundred people over the past week who were like, even though they've taken a break for three months, I want to hear what they have to say again. Yeah. I want to hear. And yeah. so that I'm just so thankful to each and every one of y'all Thanks, um, and just seeing how far this has come. And so it is for because of the people like Verge mm-hmm. and uh, other people in our community who have encouraged us to keep going, encouraged us with wisdom. Some of the wisdom that we spit, like, I mean, y'all y'all know, like, we've been like, yeah, Verge told me this and, and people Thanks. have been like, who's Verge? But oh, like, man. now this is Verge. <laughs> like, oh, y'all got to know. And so it's just been... Uh, amazing journey. It's amazing to uh, just be here, not even just for a season, but now two seasons and two Indeed, episodes. Bro. And uh, we're just so excited for what God is going to continue to do as we get ready to close out. Um, like I said, we want to thank Verge. I uh, thank our man Travis. Thank all of you guys. As a reminder, if you haven't already and you like what you heard, please go out and follow, subscribe, do all the things. I'm getting back to posting clips pretty soon, so we're just asking that y'all, once again, go back and share those. You help us grow, help us get to a new audience, and uh, it continues to be a blessing for other people. Um, so that's pretty much it. So, Bryson, what do we say? Man, look, out? y'all be blessed. Don't stress, do less, and let God take care of the rest. Yes, sir. <laughs>